Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at First and Second Thessalonians at what the Lord uh, spoke through the Apostle Paul. Uh, the church there had been through a lot of things. We've seen it. Go check out the previous episodes if you haven't heard it yet. And they continue to go through some things. But in the midst of uh, opposition, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of trial, they had tremendous joy. Okay, They had the joy of the Spirit. And so Paul was writing back to them uh, to address some issues and some questions that had come up. We really haven't got into that yet. We're in the second chapter of 1 Thessalonians. And here he's talking about how, uh, you know, our exhortation, our word to you didn't come from error, impurity, or way of deceit. God is one who examines our heart. We didn't come to you with flattering or a pretext for greed, nor seeking the glory of men. Apparently, there were men that were coming in with that agenda. There were men that had arisen from within that had that same type of a desire. And we saw in the last episode... Uh, Paul says, you know, we proved to be gentle among you, even to the degree we were like a nursing mother, how she tenderly cares for her own children. He said, that is how fine our affection for you is. So I want to pick it up in verse 9 of 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. With that thought, he continues, for you recall, so coming out of what I just described, he said, you recall, brethren, our labor and hardship, how working night and day, so as not to be a burden to any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God. That gives us some insight into uh, uh, what was going on in Paul and his entourage life here. They brought the gospel in, and he's already mentioned before, and he'll continue to mention uh, with this particular portion of the body of Christ and other portions, that he could have come in and he could have demanded to be totally supported. He could have demanded and said, hey, I have authority uh, by the Most High God because of the apostolic calling he's given me. He could have gone on and on about some things, but he said, I didn't. And right here, he's letting them know, and he says, you'll remember that he labored, and he labored hard, our labor and hardship. They worked night and day so as not to be a burden to any of them. That shows us that Paul worked some type of job to support himself. He worked something while he was there, and that brief amount of time that he was with him, he says, you know what we did, and that we labored among you night and day. It wasn't this kind of thing which you will so often hear among the professional religionists today. Well, I have put in my 40 hours this week, so that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to go be with the body of Christ. No, I reserve this time to myself. No, I can't do this. I must take care of my family. Yes, we must take care of family. Yes, 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 I understand. But no, that is just a self-righteous cop-out is what it is. And Paul says, we didn't do anything like this. We weren't going to be a burden to you. We proclaimed the gospel to you, and we worked. You will remember that. Now, watch what he says in verse 10. You are witnesses. So he's he's, verse 9, he says, you need to recall something. Now he says, you are witnesses, and so is God. That's the second time that he's called upon to say, God is my witness. You are witnesses how devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we behave toward you believers. So we're going to see another series of these little trifectas right here, these little three-point things that he's driving home. And he's saying, you're witnesses 
to how we behaved among you. <clears throat> so somebody was already drawing into question how they behaved, was drawing into question what their motivation was, what their purpose was when they brought the gospel to the people in Thessalonica. Uh, the enemy's strategies never change. Okay, the same type of thing happens among us today. But he told me, he says, you're the witnesses. You saw how devoutly, how uprightly, how blamelessly we behave toward you. In other words, they had not done anything to bring harm to them. They had not done anything to cause them to stumble or cause them to sin. Verse 11, the sentence continues. Just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children. Oh, now that's a different thing. Before he says, you know how we have uh, treated you and how we were gentle with you, even as a nursing mother. Now he's saying, you know how we exhorted you. You know how we encouraged you. You know how we implored you, even as a father would his own children. So you see uh, the mother and the father thing both here. He says, you know how we treated you. You know what we did. Somebody was drawing this into question. Somebody was bringing a, a, a negative word against Paul and drawing doubt into their mind. Verse 12 sort of gives a reason for all this. So let me back up to verse 10 because it's all one sentence, 10, 11, and 12. You are witnesses, and so is God. How devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we behave toward you, believers. Just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. That was the reason that he exhorted them, encouraged them, and implored them. That's the reason that he walked devoutly, uprightly, and blamelessly before them, because he wanted to set the model and the example for them, that they would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And you see Paul saying this uh, to the church at Ephesus. You see him saying it in several places, to walk in, a many worth, um, walk in a manner worthy of the calling by which you have been called. And he says here that God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory... Notice that it's the Lord who calls. Okay? The Lord is calling. The, one, the Lord is the one who's uh, chosen. The, one, the Lord is the one who's elected, who has selected. All these interesting terms okay, that we see throughout the Scripture. The Lord is the one who has done this. So he's encouraged them, he's exhorting them, and he's doing likewise with us. So here's the question for us. Are we laboring night and day to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom? Are we doing what the Lord calls us to do? Are we giving more or greater heed and attention to the things of the world? Are we living lifestyles that are devout and upright and blameless before one another and before the world? Are we exhorting and encouraging and imploring one another, even as a father does his own children? Are we doing that? And are we doing it to the point and the purpose that we would all walk in a manner worthy of God? And that's an interesting phrase. What is the manner worthy of God? We start reflecting upon the holiness of God. What is that walk in that manner? You know, that would really encourage us not to do anything that would be distressing or that would break the heart of God or that would be what we call a sin before the Most High God. Anyway, take these things before the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 2. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.